to wish the happiest of birthdays and blessings on top of blessings to your first lady, the queen of this house. I said the queen of the house. Lady Tiffany Jones, lady, we love you. We honor you this morning. And what I love about your first lady is that there's nobody who walks in more humility, in more grace, and such a precious oil rest on your woman of God. And we know that it's because the oil, because of the oil on her, that the oil rests so safely on your man of God because she walks with him and she covers him and so we are thankful for the woman of God would you one more time my sister and my friend I wouldn't have missed this day for the world and I didn't want to mess you up but they told me to wait to come in but I could see how you want to say girl what you doing here but I am glad and thankful that Pastor allowed me to come. Pastor, we honor you today. We honor you for loving your wife, for loving your sons and daughters in the ministry. Fellowship Church is a blessed house. Do you know that's right? Do you know it's right? I don't want to hold y'all long this morning, um, but I do want to just share a word in your hearing and then move on out of your way. First Kings 17 and 22 is where I'm going. I want to share a word. And I hope it will be a blessing to somebody in the room. Some of my ladies are here with me this morning from Emmanuel. They snuck away and came with me. Uh, and so I want them to wave their hands wherever they are. Wave them high, y'all. I want to see y'all. All right, there go my girls. There go my girls. So we are leaving here and then headed to Raleigh to preach again. And so it's a busy day, but uh, we are thankful to make this stop. And now that I've been here one time, I believe I'm family. Amen. It only takes me one visit to get comfortable. So you are now my brothers and my sisters. Amen. Amen. First Kings 17. So you get all the glory. Prophetically declare things in the lives of your people this morning. Shift us into another place in you. We expect the unexpected this morning. In the name of Jesus, we pray and we thank you. Amen. Go on and take your seats for a moment. I want to talk with you for just a little while for, from the subject. Wait till you see this. Wait until you see this. Let me say this uh, and, and declare this in the spirit this morning, Fellowship Church, that uh, there is a shifting, a, a, a wave of God's glory that is hitting the body of Christ. As we move in the spirit, as we seek uh, to please God, I 
believe that God is even the more pulling on us. And so what does that mean this morning? That means uh, that God is no longer accepting church as usual. God is no longer accepting mediocrity. He is no longer accepting us coming in and leaving the way we came. But there is an anointing that is getting ready to hit the praises you praise, the worship you give God, the prayers you pray. There is a fresh oil that is about to hit your worship life. And I believe that with this fresh oil, every non-productive area of your life is about to be subject to your words. Lord, have mercy. Uh, so in this season, don't you speak it if you don't want to see it. Uh, because God is about to put uh, uh, such an oil on your words uh, that when you speak it uh, and when you declare it, uh, it is going to be activated in the spirit realm. Lord have mercy. Uh, a little something like this. Uh, if you bind it on earth, you know, it'll be bound in heaven. If you loose it on earth, it will be loosed in heaven. And that is uh, the reason why the warfare has been so intense uh, the past few months uh, because the enemy uh, is aware and afraid of what you're about to step into Lord he has full revelation of what God is about to do in your life and it's crazy that sometimes our enemies can have a greater revelation of what God is doing in us than we do but I want you to open your eyes and see where God is taking you see what God is doing in your life see yourself in another light see yourself going where God said you could go see yourself doing what God said you could do walk in a confidence in this season that you paid for what you're about to step into Lord Emmer that ain't for everybody because everybody ain't paid a price but there's a handful of us this morning that are fully aware that we paid a price for the oil we have literally literally the text shows us someone who paid a price for the oil she carries the oil uh, that was in her house the text uncovers a miracle the miracle working power of prayer uh, that happens in the life uh, of the widow woman at Zarephath. Think about her story. She did everything she could. She did everything that the prophet told her to do. This wasn't an average woman, but this was a woman of faith, a woman of a woman of anointing. This woman had a relationship with God and it was evident by the presence of oil in her house. Hello, even before we get to verse number two, 22, we can look at verse number 13 and 14 and we can see how the Lord spoke to her through the prophet and said, do not fear. Make me a small cake first. Bring it to me and afterward you can make more for you and your son. She went away and she did according to the word of the prophet and the Bible says that when she released that oil, when she released and sold the oil to the man of God and sold the meal to the man of God, verse number 15, she went her way and did according to his words verse 16 and it says that the bin of flour was not used up nor did the jar of oil run dry according to the word of the Lord that the prophet spoke and so she gave oil but yet she sustained oil and so she released oil but yet she kept 
oil. And what I love about this is that the fact that the oil stayed in her house is a representation of the fact that she remained in a relationship with God. And I know it's early and I ain't trying to be funny because it's y'all first time meeting me. But what I need to tell you is that I'm a little confused about something because I'm trying to figure out why we have people in God's house trying to lead when there's no oil in their house. I'm trying to figure out why there's people in God's house who want to lead ministries, who want to lead praise and worship, who want to lead on this and lead on that, who want to be seen, but there's no oil in their house. There was an undoubtable presence of oil in this woman's house. And anytime she doubted God, she could walk back into her house, look at the jar and be reminded that she served a miracle working God. And I don't know about you, but this is the season where can't nobody lead me in a place they ain't been. I want to be led by somebody who got oil in their house. Look. I want to be led by somebody whose oil has been tested, whose oil has been crushed. Ain't no praise like a praise that's been through something. Ain't no worship like a worship that's been through something. Ain't no prayer like a prayer that's been through something. And I want you to tell I want you to know that there is coming a shift in the body of Christ. And God said, I'm taking some off of the front row, and now I'm using those who have been overlooked, who have been left out, who have been thought of as nothing, and I'm taking the oil on your life and I'm moving you to a place where your oil can be seen Lord I'm moving you to a place where I can use what's on the inside of you so don't you think you got a hobnob and network in order to get where God wants you to go but God said I am strategically moving those to the front who have oil in their house I don't want you to be petty betty this morning but I want you to find somebody and say is there oil in your house is there oil oh Lord is there oil in your house and if they answer yes uh, then you ought to feel something on your row if they answer yes then you ought to feel something beside you uh, because I hate when I get on a row with no oil I need to be on a row where I hear the praises of God for Lord have need to be beside somebody where I can feel what you went through this week and I can feel the praises of God flowing from your lips because I've been through too much to sit beside somebody that don't want nothing from God now I'm giving you permission today to move your seat if you need to because you cannot afford to sit by somebody who don't want them as bad as you do. Lord have mercy, Lord have mercy. Let me tell you something, let me tell you something. God is using everybody connected to you to bring you into this place. He used Elijah to bring this woman into a place where the oil dwelt in her house. She knew the relationship that he had with God. She knew what God could do. She knew how God could do it but yet God still took her through a trial uh, the Bible says that even though she saw the miracle her son still died she sits there in the midst of a house that's flowing with miracles and she walks into a death trap. She sees that her son is gone. She built the prophet a room. She obeyed his words. She did what God asked her to do, but she still dealt with letdown. 
God. Uh, she obeyed the words of the man of God, but she still dealt with let down. And I'm trying to find somebody in this room who says, yes, I'm here, but what they don't know is that I'm dealing with some stuff. I'm dealing with let down. I'm dealing with some stuff that I can't tell everybody about because church folk want you to be perfect because church people can't handle the real me but if I be honest today I'm dealing with let down how is it that you can give God praise obey his words and still deal with let down oh God I want to tell you today that let down is right where God wants you and sometimes God will put you in a place of let down to remind you that the only person you have to really lean on is him the woman dealt with let down because she looked at the prophet and she said now you know that I have served you I have served God but you let me down and let me tell you uh, it's only so far you can go if you look to people uh, Lord have mercy if you look to people to meet your expectations and unmet expectations lead to anger and anger that is held close leads to bitterness and bitterness that dwells leads to a person that has no praise your worship is dry you're here out of performance you're here out of habit but God said I'm looking for somebody that says I won't let let down keep me down but I got to give God glory in spite of what I'm going through I'm working on something I'm working on something verse number 17 says several days later the son of the woman who owned the house he got sick and he died she lost her husband she lost her status and now the only thing that means anything to her is gone her one and only her son is lifeless uh, not suddenly but the bible says uh, it makes it clear that this happened over time she did everything she could I'm sure to help it to heal it to fix it to band-aid the problem but it didn't work I believe uh, that the mothers in here can agree with me and say that sometime your babies go through something and you want to be the fixer uh, sometime we go through things and we want to be the fixer we think we have everything in it to fix it ourselves I believe that this mother felt the pressure to maintain the promise Everybody wants the promise, but nobody wants the pressure that comes with it. Everybody wants the blessing, but nobody wants the heat that comes with the blessing. Everybody wants the position, but nobody wants uh, what comes with it. There is a level of warfare and a level of attack that comes with every blessing that God gives you. If she could have fixed it, she would. If she could have stopped it, she would. Uh, but she could not do anything to fix the situation. And Lady Tiffany knows, and some of you may know, uh, that I have twin boys, two three-year-old twin boys. Pray for me. And in the midst of giving birth to those twin boys, everybody knew that it was a miracle because the doctor told me that for 10 years straight, he told me, you will never have one baby. You will never give birth to a baby because what is in you is not suitable to carry, Lord have mercy, children. And so I gave God glory mother 10 years and believed God for a child and in the midst of the doctors doubting in the midst of all of the x 
experts and all of the smart folks, you know, telling me that it wouldn't happen. One day, somebody shout one day. One day, uh, they hooked me up to the ultrasound machine and what they saw on the inside of me boggled them so much so that they brought five doctors in and said, do you see what we see? He said, yeah, I see what you see, but we shouldn't be seeing what you see. And he said, well, I see it, so I'm going to have to just say what I see. And I'm looking the whole time, and I'm already knowing what they don't know is before those doctors came in, I called another doctor in. Okay, okay. Y'all don't want to get with me today. Y'all don't want to talk to me today. And so, and so, and so when those doctors came in, they said, Leah, it's not just one baby in your womb, but it's twins in your womb. And I came to tell somebody this morning that a promise is a promise. And when God speaks it, he's going to do it. Do you believe it? Find somebody and shout, a promise is a promise. promise is a promise uh, and what God says uh, he gonna do it uh, and so uh, she had these babies just like I had uh, my babies and uh, in the midst uh, of having my twins sit down y'all I'm just telling the story I'm almost done in the midst uh, of having my baby boys uh, one of my boys uh, went sick uh, he went to ill uh, so much so uh, that he began to go into violent seizures uh, and there I am uh, in my home by myself uh, with both of my promises uh, with both uh, of my blessings uh, and my baby boy uh, is having a violent uh, seizure there's nobody around me to help uh, there's nobody I could call on there's nobody I could lean on and so I run out of the house uh, run into the street calling on somebody hoping that somebody will hear me uh, to help me with my baby boy so in the midst of holding my son in the midst of holding my promise that is trying to die on me I hear the word of the Lord say why don't you call on me I said, God, I'm calling, but nobody's hearing me. He said, Leah, there's one thing I will never do. He said, I will never repossess a promise. Oh God. And so in the midst of my situation, there came a peace over me to know that if God gave it to me, the devil can't take it back. If God gave it to me, the enemy can't take it from me. And in the midst of her son being sick and dying, I believe that the woman at Zarephath got a fight about her. I believe that there came a warrior raising up out of her. And she realized that what she was going through was bigger than her, but it wasn't bigger than God. And so she went uh, uh, to the God of the prophet. Verse number 18, the woman shouted to Elijah and she said, what have I done to you? I thought you were God's prophet. Did you come here to cause death to my son as a reminder that I've sinned against God? And what I love here is this is kind of different for a woman to approach the prophet in such a way. The Bible is clear, Pastor Tony, uh, that the woman shouted at Elijah. She didn't talk calmly. She didn't talk uh, in an appropriate manner. The Bible says uh, that she shouted at him. Come on, look at the text. The Bible says uh, she shouted. In her desperation, she lost 
her composure. She chased him down. She was disruptive. She was rude. She was unruly. She was frustrated. She didn't have church etiquette. She didn't care about church protocol. But she shouted until he was determined to do something about the situation she was in. And I'm trying to figure out why is it that if we going through so much, why is the church so quiet? I'm trying to figure out why is it that I can hear a rat licking ice and you going through the hell you going through? Why is it that I can look at you and your mouth closed up and your arms are folded and you going through the mess you going through. I'm trying to find somebody who's about to get disrupted. I'm trying to find somebody who knows that when you're going through a certain warfare, when you're going through a certain level of warfare, it requires a certain level of praise. Lord have mercy. Listen, listen. I wanted to get mad at the sister. I wanted to say she was rude. I wanted to say she was crazy. But then I had to back up and I had to think about it because there was something powerful about the fact that she refused to shut up. There was something powerful about the fact that she refused to be quiet until Elijah did something about what she was carrying. Until Elijah did something about the pain and the worry that she was carrying about the dead thing that she was carrying and my question to you fellowship church is if you don't praise them who will if you don't praise them for your family who will if you don't serve in the body who will if you don't give God glory who will if you don't lift your hands who will if you don't open your mouth who will I am determined that for the rest of 2019 I refuse to wait on somebody else to give God glory I refuse to wait on somebody else to go for what God gave me. Uh-uh, this is the year that I go for it. This is the year that I be disruptive. This is the year that I won't shut up. I won't back down. I won't sit down. I won't back up until I see every promise that God made to me. Now, if you're scared, say you scared. But if you ain't scared, I dare you to walk out of your seat, find somebody and say, you too quiet. Oh, see, 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 see. Uh-uh, 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 uh-uh. Uh-uh, I need you to look down your row. I need you to bend your head down. I need you to look down your row and say, hey, y'all too quiet. We need a miracle on this road. And everybody got to participate. Open your mouth and give. Give him glory. I just want to test the atmosphere. Somebody shout. afford to be quiet you can't afford to sit still you can't afford to back down there's a devil on your family he's trying to stop what God promised he's trying to kill the promise but God said if you open your mouth I will open the door if you open your mouth I will make the way Give him glass. The prophet said, I'm almost done. He said, Give me your son. She was so unruly, lady. She was so crazy acting that he said, Girl, give me that boy. Give me the dead thing. Give me the weight. Give me the impossible thing. Bring me your son. 
And I got excited here, Lady Tiffany, because uh, uh, something dropped in my spirit here uh, that I believe will carry us through the rest of 2019. He said, bring me your son. And I had to think about that. And I had to ask a question to the text. I said, text, why would Elijah say, bring me the boy if he didn't know he could resurrect? If he said, bring me the boy, that means that he saw potential for a resurrection. So what God is saying to us through this is that if God asked you to give him the problem, then that means that it's potential to, Lord have mercy. If God says, give it to me, then that means that when he gives it back to you, it'll be changed. Lord, have mercy. And I don't know about you, but I believe that this is the year that everything that I offer up to God, everything that I give back to God, that God is getting ready to revive it, that God is getting ready to renew it, that God is getting ready to restore it, and I believe that God is getting revive everything that touched your hands uh, this is the year that everything he showed you everything he told you and everything he promised you is about to resurrect it's about to take on legs it's about to walk for his glory it's about to move again it's about to breathe again your fruit is coming back your passion is coming back your praise is coming back but what God needs you to do he needs you to stretch yourself he needs you to trust him on another level and give up that thing that you're holding so dearly give up that thing that you think nobody can fix give up that thing that you think is impossible God said when you give it to me I'm going to resurrect it. When you give it to me, I'm going to restore it. And the Bible says that he stretched himself out. He stretched himself out on the problem. And when he stretched out on the problem, the Bible shows us that the first time, nothing happened. And the second time, Lord have mercy, nothing happened. But the third time, somebody shout the third time. The third time, our God took what was left of the boy. And as he prophesied to it, it began to breathe again. And I'm looking for somebody who has some longevity in their praise. Because some of us will stop giving God glory when it don't get fixed the first time. Some of us will stop giving God praise when it don't get fixed the first time. But if you can give God glory when he lets you down a few times, if you can keep your praise when it don't look good the first few times, then God said, I will show you that I can do exceedingly and abundantly above all you could ever ask or think. I need you to find somebody and tell him he's about to do it. He's about to do it. If you give it to him, when he gives it back to you, it'll be a totally different way than when you let it go. The Bible says that he stretched out and the Lord answered his prayer. And the boy started breathing again. Elijah picked him up and he carried him downstairs and he presented him to his mama. He said, look, your son is alive. And when she gave the boy to the prophet in faith, I believe it was a fact that she was showing that she was a conqueror. That she believed in the God she served. But when she got the baby back and he was no longer dead, it 
was showing that she was more than a conqueror. And I'm looking for somebody that's about to shift into a season where you go from being a conqueror to more than a conqueror. I'm about to fight this battle with nothing but a praise. While my hands are lifted, God is working. While my mouth is open, God is working. While my feet are moving, God is working. While I'm giving them glory, God is working. While I'm serving in the house, God is working. I dare you to give God praise in fellowship church. Like you believe that while you praise him here, God is working over there. While you worship him here, God is working over there. While you give him glory here, God is working over there. When is he going to do it? How is he going to do it? He's going to do it through your praise. He's going to do it through your worship. He's going to do it through your sound. Don't be quiet. Make some noise. Don't be respectful. Fight for it. Don't be cool. Shout for it. Shout for it. Shout for it. While I'm shouting, God is moving. While I'm shouting, God is moving. Grab somebody and say, neighbor, I'm glad you're sitting beside me this morning because my praise has enough power in it to bring me out and you too my praise has enough power to bless me and you too find somebody else and say neighbor open your mouth make some noise the alarm until you see what is said. Preach to your neighbor. Say, neighbor, eyes haven't seen it, ears haven't heard, but today God's about to do it. So praise Him, praise Him, praise Him, praise Him. He's worthy. Praise him. He'll do it. Praise him. He'll fix it. Praise him. He'll perform it. Praise him. He's a way maker. Praise him. He's a miracle worker. Praise him. He's a promise keeper. Praise him. He's a way maker. Praise him, he's a healer. Praise him, he's a fighter. Praise him, he'll fight your battle. Praise him, I want to hear you. I want to hear you. took it but I just heard the Holy Ghost he said tell my children I'm about to give them their baby back I'm giving it back to you just give me just give me glory took it 
with warfare, but God said, I'm about to give it back to you. There's coming a return on your investment. There's coming a return on your investment. When I had my twin boys, before I had them, had three miscarriages. The doctor said, this should tell you that this just ain't for you. This just won't happen for you. You ain't gonna get this business. You ain't gonna get this blessing. You ain't never gonna be a wife. You ain't never gonna be a mother. This should tell you that this ain't for you. When the doctor gave no, God said, praise me for it anyway. You can't let what you see dictate what you do. We gave God praise 10 years straight. Bunquisha having babies. Nene, Shanene, all of them having babies. Keep playing, brother musician. Everybody having kids? You blow on them, they have kids. It was unsaved having kids, saved having kids, married having kids, non-married having kids. I'm looking around, and everything God promised me is happening for somebody else. Have you ever had to praise God for somebody else's blessing? That's the test of if you're ready for it. If you can praise God when somebody else gets exactly what you've been then God knows you ready find somebody say I ain't hating on you I'm glad for what God's doing in your life I'm excited about what he's doing in your I'm excited about what he's doing we get ready to give God praise and we get ready to go and when those 10 years came up praising and praying and believing God for everybody else and thanking God for everybody else when we heard that we were having twin boys, on the way to the elevator, my ladies know this story, I tell it all the time, on the way to the elevator, my husband said, Leah, I got one question for you. And I said, okay, boo, what's that question? He said, I wonder which praise got you pregnant. <laughs> and I'm in fellowship church today. But I'm trying to tell you uh, that this next praise is about to make your stomach grow. This next praise is about to make the door open. This next praise is about to make the way. This next praise is about to move the mountain. This next praise is about to change your life. Somebody give him glory. somebody to praise them real quick take 30 seconds and give God a crazy praise I said a crazy
hands on. Put a hands on. Put a hands on. Yeah! 